What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 66 of the TorontoGameDose.com podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, the main dude behind TorontoGameDose.com. Um, we're, we're going back a little OG, back to the old days, because it's just Brett, a.k.a. Brett Factor, a.k.a. Brett from Heart Circle. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's been a while since it's just been us. I think so. I, I meant to actually look back when, when Dan said he couldn't make it. I meant to look back to see when the last Brett and Steve-only video was, or podcast. Um I think it's like in the twenties. Yeah, it was, there was there was one because Dan was like, "Oh, I got the show." Blah, blah, blah. Um, but it, it's been a while. It has been a very long time. So we're here to talk about game news, indie news, all that good stuff. Um, do we have anything to hype first? Um, well, I'm doing I, well. There will be a game dev drinks on the fifteenth of February. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know who's going to speak yet. I'm, I'm trying to. I've been reaching out to a couple of people, but uh, this month is GDC month, so a lot of people are kind of more being prepared for GDC. So we might do. Uh, I might do the talk this time, and it will be very. Uh, it might be all about game design, um, because last week's or uh, this month's talk was very uh, focused on a very specific thing, and a lot of people were liking it. Mm-hmm. So I thought. Maybe I'll do a thing just about game design. Um, and that, that's just the backup plan. If I don't have someone by the end of the week uh, lined up, then I'm going to do a game design presentation for the 15th. Yeah, I see you, I see you tweet out, Ben, Benjamin Rivers, um, if, if you're listening to this podcast, you should do it because uh, that would be sweet. Yeah, we get about like you know 20 to 30 people showing up and having a good time. So Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this month was pretty busy too. I was quite surprised, like just because the usually the one after New Year's is usually a big one, but like the person who I had, uh, Melissa Davidson, she's not like uh, it's a person, right? It's not a company. So I was kind of sitting there like, well, I wonder how this is going to play out. And we had about thirty people sign up for the event, and about I think twenty to twenty five showed up. Nice. It was a good conversation about the game industry and it was just something a little different because usually like usually people come on and hype their product and talk about how they've gotten in the industry and stuff so it was like something a little different and people really liked it and made me think well maybe we could do a little bit some other things other than just you know always hyping everyone's company and stuff like that so we'll see cool do you um do you have anything else that you want to hype up um I'm not going to hype up my own podcast. No? Why not? Well, it's not a game podcast. Well, okay. So I have my own podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Brett Factor. You can find it on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Yeah. And I just I just did the first episode uh, last week, and it's up and stuff. And it's just a, it's a, different, it's a different type of podcast. It's just me hanging out with comedians. Um, just talking about jokes and life and stuff. Like it's not it's not a video game podcast, um, but there will be eventually video game stuff on there because like I have access to people who want to talk about stuff. So it's really open for any anybody. It's like not just comedians. It's open for anything. Right. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, 
like what guests I eventually get on there. Like it could be people who make games, it could be people who make movies, it could be anything. So it's just a different type of podcast. I watched the the first half and quite enjoyed it. I gotta get back to it, but I subscribed so you can subscribe on YouTube, Brett Factor. Yep. I uh we, I just did episode two on Friday and I screwed up because I thought I had the video recording on. So we did the whole episode and then I realized at the end that I didn't push the record button for the video. So I got the audio, but no video. Oh, and I was just like, Oh man, I fucked up. Oh, uh, that's all right. <laughs> I'm used to my podcast now. We swear a lot on it. I actually forgot that you can't swear. Like, that I forbid swearing on this one. Yes. And, like, uh, getting it all set up for the iTunes and stuff, that was a pain in the butt. Yeah, they take a while. Once you kind of get going, though, they're quick. Like, when I post up this episode, it's up. Yeah. It's, like, if I post it in the afternoon, it's up, like, later that night. Right. Because, um, like, the first, I did the first episode and then uh, put it up there. And then they're like, okay, you're under review. And I, I I put it as explicit just because I'm like, well, I, I don't want to lie to them. Yeah, yeah. So then it took like a day and they got back to me. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then they're like, oh, you can't find your uh, thing in the iTunes store till two more days. So I was like, well, geez, what's the point of hyping it yet? This is dumb. Yeah, no, it, when you first set up, it takes a while. But once you get going, it's it's fine. Yeah. So, so I'll set up now. Cool. Um, crazy. So I feel like I had something to hype up. Hype something. Are you still doing your um, game jam in February? I'm moving it to a different date just because life has been crazy. I haven't had enough time to put uh, any effort into organizing it for the regular February time. So I'm just going to uh, I'm going to eventually do it. But uh, I'm just trying to figure out the right time. Cool. So if you're if you're jonesing for Game Jam, there is the Peterborough Game Jam that's happening February 17th to 19th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the second one, uh, and you can it's a free event. Obviously, you can uh, follow on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. I put it on the website. But um, over the course of the three day event, hosted by Peterborough-based game development studio Dot Bunny, game developers, programmers, designers, artists, and others in game development-related fields, will plan, design, and create games in a specified time frame, with up to four cash prizes awarded for the top team in individual efforts. Hmm. Cash prizes. <clears throat> Boom. Yeah, they have uh, they have some advertisers. They have some uh, sponsors. So hmm. check it out. It's on the website. I forget the what's the. Do I, I feel like I linked it somewhere. No, I don't. But if you Google Peterborough Game Jam, I'm sure you'll find it. But there's a video and stuff like that on the website, charmingindos.com slash charmingindos.com. So if you're jonesing for that Game Jam, I don't know when the – I don't know. I, I can't keep up with Game Jams because it's not really my my thing. So mm-hmm. um, There's tons of them. Yeah. Just just tons. That's what I was looking at. It's always a Game Jam to go to. Yeah. Uh, all right. With that being said, let's go to news time. Yeah. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the news. Uh, number one, we had the so we didn't do the podcast last week. Uh, I forget whose fault was that. Was that your fault or my fault? That was your fault. No, you were in Niagara Falls, remember? Yeah, but I could have done it pat like twelve. Like, yeah, Dan couldn't be around. He was busy with his life stuff. Yeah, that's true. And I was busy doing my stuff, and we just couldn't organize it. So it was a group effort then. 
But it was mo- you you were the one who disrupted first, though. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, we went to Niagara Falls just as sort of a getaway weekend, and uh, mm-hmm. I was sure Heather Heather never has never or had never been to the casino before, and I'm showing her like the slot machine. So I was just kind of showing like how you can pick the you know how like some of them you can pick. It yeah. wouldn't just be the one horizontal line. There might be like seven lines. Yeah. And then you can hit the multiplier. So I showed her that. I was like, oh, let's see if you can hit this. And then if you, if you do like times two, I, I did that. I went up from $15 to like $130. Nice. From like the very get-go. And I, so I cashed out and then we kind of like lost the re- the other money. But it ended up even after after all of that. So it was a good time. Uh, number one. Fam Compass gives us a new Auto Age standoff trailer. So I thought this game was supposed to be out last year, but I guess it got delayed. Um, am I wrong? Am I wrong in saying that? Or it's been in development for at least a year. Yeah. Uh, sure. No, it should be out this year. Yeah, but I thought it was supposed to be last year. But anyways, there is this is the car combat game for Fan Compass. Uh, it takes place in the desert. We were kind of talking before the podcast. <laughs> it's the desert. Well, as it's a desert. Just, that's all we know. It just takes place in the desert. <laughs> as a desert setting, um, which, you know, we were talking before the podcast, you know, that isn't really the most appealing. When I, when we watch, when we watch this trailer, I think we both kind of agree that it's like, it doesn't, it's missing something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, just looking at it, I'm just like, uh, I, I don't I like I, I want to play it because I love Twisted Metal. Yeah, and I've said this a thousand times. So, um, yeah, like I, and I have played this game. I've I've played it at like EGLX and um, a couple other events that they've shown this game at. So it's it's fun. It definitely is a fun game, uh, especially if you have that Twisted Metal itch. Yeah, which is have, like a it's a genre that doesn't really exist anymore. Well, aside from Mario Kart. Mario Part Eight Deluxe is coming. Yeah, and that that's going to fix the battle mode too. Thank God. Yeah. So then I won't be playing this game because I'm playing Mario Kart. So <laughs> you can only play one game like it. So and might as well play the best, right? Uh, so it's, on Steam it says available 2017. So right. But uh, this game, um, yeah, they need to have more environments. I do not want to just be stuck playing in the desert. So if they've only made me a desert zone then I'm going to be a little disappointed in variety. But also, I guess, like, the, I guess the one thing you got to kind of look at this game is uh, it is like a vehicle uh, MOBA, so to speak. So I guess they could kind of fool around with the idea of, like, we're only going to give you one MOBA map for now, and then after release we'll come up with map two, you know, and map three, and just kind of, like, trickle them out as they go along, you know? Yeah. Well, I wonder if there is like more maps, but it's it's just all the same setting. Because there is that like that we're like around the thirty five second mark on that trailer. Yeah. Uh, there's like that gray sort of thin gray area that looks like it might be the inside of a building or something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I would. I would I would just like to. I, I mean, I I was never big on twisted metal and stuff like that in car combat. I don't think I really. Like Vigilante Eight was another one on PS2, I think, right? Um, and so I'm not I'm not super jonesing for this game. You know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll certainly take like I I haven't played it, but uh, I saw it. I remember seeing it at EGLX. I'm, I've seen it around for sure, um, mm-hmm. and I'll give it a shot. But I'm not super jonesing. And the, and the environment to me, yeah, it's just like 
this like desert yeah. canyon thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll wait and see. 2017. I feel like it it was supposed to come out last year uh, and got delayed. Maybe mm-hmm. quietly. Uh, press release. Nope. I don't know if you didn't report a delay or not. I don't remember. I was talking about it being delayed. Yeah, no, everything here is just kind of all the like related stories is just um, yeah, just more videos. So I don't know. 2017. We'll wait and see. I'll probably play it. Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. Just for a quick kind of hype here, uh, if you have played any of the Shiny Talisman games before, Warp Looter, Caveman Cliff, or Gravtav, uh, some of those have been given away uh, for patrons. I think uh, Dan got really into Caveman Cliff. Uh, he, Shiny Talisman, the dude behind that, released kind of a bundle of all three games. Only on iOS, sorry, Brett. Um, but you can pick up all three games for 99 cents now. So, Cool. Check them out. They're fun. They're all, it's like motion uh, control games with your phone. And so... Uh, the K-Man Cliff is the one that I got into a lot too, so check cool. out. I didn't play any of them. No, I think, I think, uh, actually they might be on Android, I'm not sure, but this bundle is only on iOS. Oh. But, but good guy, I always appreciate when developers reach out to me and let me know about stuff, because it always makes my job easier, so. Mm-hmm. A fun fact, if you want to be featured on TorontoGameDesk.com, all you gotta do is email me at steve at TorontoGameDesk.com and let me know what you're working on. I think <laughs> I missed a few stories this last week. Um, but we'll talk about that next week anyway. So, number three, uh, Reptoid Games wins Ubisoft Indie Game Series funding. So, a few months ago, I think it was in September, uh-huh. Ubisoft announced the Indie Series, um, where a developer, like an indie game studio, could win $50,000. Ubisoft kind of uh, help on releasing their game. Yeah. Financial advice from, uh, National Bank, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, I remember that thing. Yeah, so a few weeks ago... Or, sorry? Yeah, we talked about that a few... I can't remember how long ago. It was like in September, uh, yeah. I believe. But they announced the finalists last week, or two weeks ago, uh, and then this last Wednesday, uh, they had the... That's why I couldn't make it to Game Dev Drinks. They had the, the kind of announcement of the winner, and it was Reptoid Games, who mm-hmm. is working on Fossil Hunters. Um who I, which I couldn't find any sort of actual trailer for. So I'm, I'm hoping that they'll have something kind of showing now, but in the game showcase reel at the bottom of the story, kind of shows a little bit, but it looks like a four-person kind of puzzle uh, game involving, like, digging up uh, fossils and stuff like that, so. Yeah, it looks interesting. Like, I, I think I would play it. The other finalists were Little Guy Games, uh, these are all Toronto people, by the way. Little Guy Games, uh, Rocket Five Studios, Caged Element, which I which I think is actually the only non-Toronto one, but they're in Ontario somewhere. Uh, Tendril and Reptoid Games and Lightning Rod Games. Cool. So, so on the website too, there is like a I know like I showed the finalists, which was just all the different tweets that Ubisoft tweeted out, um, and Reptoid is the one who came away with it. Uh, mm. So they get. Let me actually kind of just. To announce what they everything that they got, the prize fifty thousand dollars in funding, mentorship provided by Ubisoft experts to help with development, art direction, creative direction, programming, etc. Financial diagnosis and mentorship provided by National Bank. Marketing support for the game, which is huge. Internal and external communication activities to promote the collaboration between Ubisoft and the studio. Distribution on the UPlay PC store, which I didn't realize was a thing. Ten pairs of 
passes for speaker series events offering collaboration with National Bank, uh, and one pass for the Camp NB offered by National Bank of Toronto May 2017. So I think the the marketing is like just as big as the actual $50,000 in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. To get access to like Ubisoft sort of network and and National Bank's like network. I don't know if yeah, I don't know how it all worked, but that would be I feel like that would be just as big as the fifty K. Mm -hmm. Uh fifty K certainly is like a quick like yes, thank you, and then after the game's released or before before and after. So congrats to them. Uh hopefully we'll see that game. I think I think part of the requirements was that the game was like near ish to being done, so yeah, we will see all these games pretty soon. Yeah, the the Reptoid game looks like it's really close. Yeah, um, she looks kind of cool. It looks kind of fun. Oh, I sent you. Okay, we don't have to. So I've been playing Resident Evil Seven, which we'll talk about more. We don't have to talk about that, but because I sent you that post. So the last story, probably the biggest one uh, of the month slash year so far. Mm-hmm. The last podcast, we were talking about how, <clears throat> with no Nintendo Switch Toronto developers, you know, I think we were kind of both expecting maybe 13 games or, or Drinkbox Studios to have something. Yeah. Uh, they did not. So we have our first Toronto game devs, or sorry, Toronto developed uh, Nintendo Switch game, which is Graceful Explosion Machine, which is a game we've been talking about before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but now it's it's headlining on Switch. So it's Switch is going to be the debut system for it. Uh, it's going to release in the launch window sometime in spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is the trailer and everything like that. Uh, quote, skillfully pilot the advanced graceful explosion machine, gem fighter while blasting swarms of crystalline, crystalline enemies with your ludicrously overpowered quad weapon array. Lost in deep space, you'll shoot dash and combo your way through jeweled, healed, jewel healed, healed alien worlds fighting to find a way home. Can't read. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're reading there. Struggling a little bit this morning. <laughs> So I can't read is what. <laughs> no, but this is pretty sweet. I, I, I've been following. The, they announced this game like last time, or sorry, sometime yeah. last year. Um, and I'm kind of being excited for it. So that's sweet that's on Switch because I'm, I'm excited to play this like kind of in the portable mode. Yeah, like it'll do good on, I think it'll do, uh, uh, okay, I'm not going to say it's going to do good on Switch because we have no clue yeah. <laughs> what's going on there. So, but it looks like it'd be, something good in that portable sense, really. Like, yeah. Yeah, because their last game, We Are Doomed, you know, I liked on PS4, but it, mm-hmm. to, to me it was way better on Vita because these sort of, like, high-score things are just, like, to be yeah. more in your face. And so having, yeah. just using the Switch, like, uh, portable part, I don't know how, I don't know how they're calling it, like, I, I think it's called dock mode when it's, like, the TV, but I don't know what, what you call it when it's not in dock mode, portable mode, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I would have seen, it's portable mode. Yeah. So, do you have your, your Switch pre-order yet? Oh, well, I couldn't get one. No? Well, Dude. They're all gone. So, are you going to do, so what's the Zelda situation? Are you going to just play it on Wii U, or are you going to wait for a Switch? Just Wii U, it. Yeah. I'll buy it on Switch eventually. But I'm going to just get on the Wii U. So, so this is pretty cool. Vertex Pop coming to Nintendo Switch. So that's awesome for them. I think uh, I was talking to Henry, the guy at... I'm blanking on that the name of that company. Squad. Sorry? Henry, what's Henry's last name? 
Faber, I believe. Yeah, Gamsplot. Yeah, that one. Um, and we both kind of think that this is sort of the first uh, first time a Toronto developer has been involved with the launch of a console. So, um, I was trying yeah. to think. I couldn't think of any any Ubisoft one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if we take Ubisoft out of the equation. But I don't know if the Ubisoft Toronto, because the games they worked on were like Assassin's Creed, uh, Syndicate, uh, Far Cry 4, uh, Far Cry Primal. None of those games were like a launch titles for right. launch window games, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. So, I'm pumped. I'll get it day one, for sure. Um, I was, I, was, I posted this on Reddit, too, and everyone seems pretty, pretty excited about that, too. Some people were just like, oh, this better cost, like, five bucks. And I'm like, uh, I don't think it'll cost anywhere near five dollars, but... Yeah, two dollars. Two dollars. 99 cents. Uh, well, I understand because of the way the game looks. Yeah, you're probably just sitting there going, this should be a five dollar game. You think? Well, from the information that we've gotten from it, yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be. I would say 10, 10 nine ninety nine. Realistically, I'm gonna go. Uh, we can we can double back once the price is actually real. Okay. But I would I would assume it's going to be twelve ninety nine at least. Uh, it's uh, it's a little pricey. I'm going to say nine ninety nine. I, I wonder safe bet. I wonder how much uh, Nintendo has a say in it. Um, that's a good question. Because if if they're like if, um. If if uh, Vertex Bob is like, we want to sell this in for ten bucks, mm-hmm. and then Nintendo's like, well, no, we want to make three dollars off every single, or sorry, we want to make say five dollars off of every yeah. sale or whatever, then the price has to be, you know, twelve ninety nine or whatever, whatever their cut is. It's usually thirty percent. It's usually thirty percent. So, I wonder if I wonder if they say like, no, for every copy sold, we need to make you know four dollars off this off this game. So mm-hmm. therefore, you need to sell it for at least, you know, eleven ninety nine or whatever it is. I'm saying it's going to be nine ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, I think nine ninety nine is safe. That I think that would just actually be a safe number to go with. Yeah. Um, just to get sales out the door too. I think if you go up above that twelve ninety nine to fifteen fourteen ninety nine kind of area, I think people are going to look at it and go, "Well, what does this game offer me?" Like at nine ninety nine, you can kind of go, "Okay, you know." I can play this for nine ninety nine. Like, look at a uh, uh, the PS3 launch game that uh, Star Blaster one. Um, I know what you're talking about. Resogun. Resogun. That was like a cheap release, I think. Or PS4, you mean, right? No, no. Uh, the that Star Blaster game on PS3. They also came out with one on PS4 as well. Super Stardust, you mean? Yeah, Super Stardust. Yeah, like, that's a value title game. How much was how much? Well, I mean, PS3 launched over ten years ago now. Yeah, but there's I think Star, uh, there's a Super Stardust also that came out on PS4. They did one as well. It was a little different. I'd be interested to see what Resogun costs on the PlayStation Store because this game is pretty it looks pretty similar to Resogun, right? Uh, both in style and the fact that it um, <coughs> it comes out like around launch. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Resogun. Well, it's free for PlayStation Plus members, so that's why I'm kind of. That's why I can't really remember. I'm pretty sure it was free. I'm sort of blanking right now, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just listed as free for me, so I don't know what the price is. Because I already like bought it. But it's like DLC and stuff too. I don't know. 
Um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. I would, I would imagine part of it too is just like, well, we're launching on the system and, and you know, these people don't really have that much yeah. to choose so, from. So if they want a game, you know, yeah. 15 but points. I totally forgot that Resogun is made by the same guys that made Super Stardust series. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so I totally forgot about that. But that, yeah, but that, that game right there, Resogun is pretty much what this game is. Yeah. Can you see how much Resogun is online? Uh, let me see. Because when I go to PlayStation Store, it says it's free for me because I already like bought it, <clears throat> so I can't see the price. But I would imagine it was fifteen bucks. Um, Part of a launch game too is just like, well, it's on launch, so like you don't. It have says to- here fourteen ninety nine. So there you go. And that's well, a, look at that game. That's a three year old game now. Yeah. So and there's a ton of stuff in it. Well, we don't know how much is in Graceful Explosion Machine. It could be, dude. They only showed four. They per, they confirmed four weapons. Yeah, but how many levels and stuff, and how many different types of enemies? Oh, uh, I'm just saying, there's only four weapons. <laughs> it should be nine ninety nine. All right, we'll find out. Because if this trailer is telling me, um, Prescott. if this trailer is telling me these are the uh, only weapons, because they're hyping the weapons in the trailer, right? They're telling me all all four of them. So I'm just like, okay. So there's only four weapons for me to use. That's that's fine. Like, because I like games like this. I'm not I'm not shitting on this game. Um, I'm just like, well, it should be a 9.99 game. I only got four weapons. Thirty, th- but thirty plus levels across four unique worlds. It says. Resogun had five levels, or maybe six. Only. Yeah, Resogun. So the thing that this game does is doing different than Resogun is Resogun doesn't have like. It's just like a, a, a cylinder, um, but there wasn't really any sort of uh, like cliffs or, 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 or terrain right. in it that make a difference. So it's really just that cil- cylinder, and then like your ship's movement was strictly just based off where all the shit was flying from. Right, can go. This, you know, you're seeing sort of these like it still looks like it looks like it would have that cylinder shape. Yeah, um, but it has like terrain and stuff that's in the way. Yeah that you build. So if there's 30 different levels with different terrain setups, it's probably like four, like four worlds. Like it's like, there's going to be yeah. an ice one and there's going to be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <coughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, nine ninety nine. Like that's what it should sell for. I think it's going to be 15 bucks. That's you, you could be right, but, uh, <laughs> uh just, I'm just going to list the features. So, yeah, side scrolling arcade shooter experience, uh, four different weapons, fast paced skill based action, featured deep combo system, 30 plus levels uh, across four unique worlds, visuals with vibrant color, bold lines, blah, blah, blah. Uh, analog and digital synthesizer driven soundtrack, extensive ranking and stats for each level encourages replay, perfecting the game, score attack mode, a finely tuned experience for racking up big scores. Cool. Um. Do they say it? actually right? Interesting enough uh, on the press kit, it only says under platforms. It only says Nintendo Switch, hmm. but I'm pretty sure that they're still they want to Steam release. They, if I remember correctly, they said like consoles and Steam. Yeah, because I, I think I initially was like, yeah, I'm gonna probably get this up from Steam. But what Henry told me is that the game is is uh, Nintendo Switch first. 
Hmm. So, so it's like debuting on Nintendo Switch. That's what's going to. That's the main focus right now. And then they're going to, you know, <clears throat> then they're going to pimp it out to the rest of the consoles. Nothing listed on re- regular price, but we'll see. Right. Um, that's it for news time. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, we don't have a topic or anything. What? What? So. When we don't do this, we just kind of talk about the games we've been playing. And I kind of want to talk about Resident Evil 7 at least a little bit. So, You can talk about it. Okay, Resident Evil 7 is so freaking good. Um, dude, you have to like come over and play it in VR. Because playing in VR is such a freaking cool right. experience. I was watching your video. I was kind of bored when I was watching it. Like, this is boring. Did, have you ever played the Resident Evil? Like, did you ever play horror <laughs> Resident Evil games? I've played Resident Evil. So... It's very, like, like atmosphere-wise, this game has the best atmosphere in any Resident Evil game to date. Like, it's... The way they, they do this mansion is just so, so cool. Um, there's def- there's certainly a lot less combat and enemies in it than previous Resident Evils. Uh, you still kind of have to, like, run and shit when, you know, you have when yeah. you, you can. Uh, yeah. So it's not like Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6. Right. It's definitely more closer to the, you know, one, two, and three. Okay. Um, it looks beautiful in VR. It like, it really, like it really shines, especially in that first hour, that first hour of that game, uh, oh, yeah. where you're picking up Mia and stuff like that is, is so like, so well done. It's cool when that you like the, um, that video, when you kind of put in the video to see the three dudes or whatever going up to the house. Yeah. Uh, they do another, thin like that so i think there's like a few videos out there like that where you can sort of change like that's you're not just like watching them you're actually like interacting with it right um the enemies are like i i hope they kind of explain it i guess like that i'm still not really in this like i I still know what's going on and i don't know how this is a resident evil game Mm. um i I didn't really play six because i i played the first like half of it and i hated it so I don't yeah, know. I stopped playing after four. I didn't play five or six. I have them. Like I have them on Steam. Yeah, but I just haven't. Like I haven't been bothered to even play them. Five was fun because I played it with my buddy, uh, the guy I do the videos with. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it. It certainly, it wasn't that great. Uh, six, I just, I hated. Like I just couldn't do it. It was just terrible. And then Resident Evil Revelations two as well. I couldn't play it either. So. I don't know what like the most up to date lore is in the world of Resident Evil because they kind of just like really screwed that entire franchise. Like I thought a few years ago they said, uh, and I mentioned this in the video that they're thinking of like sort of revamping the Resident Evil franchise, right? Um, and that's kind of what this is because there's no zombies as as far as I know. There's no umbrella like, right? There's still bio- there's still some sort of biological like weapon stuff, but. Mm. This could and you're in like a freaking mansion. So like this could have been, like they could have just removed the seven and just said Resident Evil, and this was like the new game. Prequel. Yeah. Um, or a new yeah, brand new game. Or just like this is what Resident Evil is now. It's not really about zombies. It's just about these weird sort of ghosts. Uh, it's not really ghosts. It's more like slime creatures. Uh, okay. Um, there might be ghosts because there's definitely some weird shit going on, but. So, far, so this video of like you playing for twenty minutes. Are you playing in VR or are you playing controller? No, I'm playing controller. Yeah, because we record at uh, at my friend's house. But I played the same section when I got home in VR, um, mm-hmm. and it's definitely 
like they do a lot of stuff to just get in your face with VR and right. it kind of actually like you can sort of explore a lot easier because instead of like looking around with the, the analog stick, you're looking, you're just like looking with your face and it just like is kind of a, a an easier way to do it. Right. Um, and, and there was like this really cool moment where later on after the, after these two videos, you're, you're kind of captured or whatever you're sitting at the, the dinner table with the quote unquote family and uh, eventually they like all leave and you kind of escape and, and then the dad is, is chasing you um, and some and some intense shit. He's just like chasing you with this like shovel and I was like hiding behind these boxes and you can kind of see through some cracks and stuff and I'm like playing in VR and I'm like moving my head like ever so slightly looking through. Uh, it was a pretty crazy experience and I was playing last night too for a few hours uh, and there's definitely some jump scares and some creepiness to the game. They like... They did a good job. Like, if you were to say Resident Evil, like, if you look at Resident Evil Six compared to Resident Evil Seven, it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I hated Six so much, it's just like it just wasn't a good game. It just like ruined that franchise for me almost. But Seven is is damn good. Like, if it came out last year, it'd be my game of the year. Like, it, it's I'm I'm loving it so far. Like, it's it it got rid of all that action shit and and just kind of got back to sort of the horror roots. Um, it doesn't really have that B movie vibe, which is what the original Resident Evils kind of had, um, right. which is, it was just fine, whatever, but it, it's still like, it's, it's well, like so the first few hours, well-designed, well, well, solid flow. Like I, I'm jonesing over the game. Like I'm loving it so far. And it's on Steam, so you can pick it up for $80 probably. Yeah. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> If it's on cheap, if it's like twenty bucks, would you would you cop that or no? You have no interest. Uh, maybe if they do a Capcom bundle and it's in it, then I'll get it. Have they done that before, like a Resident Evil humble bundle? That's how I have most of the Resident Evil games right now. Oh, oh really? okay, yeah. I, think I got a couple of Capcom bundles and they were just in it. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, I just haven't played it. I'm just like, man, I'm done with. I'm kind of done with Resident Evil in general. It's because. Yeah. Yeah, I would be more. I would actually be way more interested in um, like if they actually sat down to reboot it and give me something totally different. I would be interested in that. But I'm just tired of the franchise. I'm tired of the movie franchise too. Like, oh, I'm, just, I'm done. Oh, that the, the last movie just came out like this weekend. Yeah, yeah it was like Resident Evil one. <laughs> it got like a, I saw an IG and got like a three out of ten. I'm just like, how do they keep making these movies? They're all terrible. Like. The first one was good. Yeah, the first one was good. The second one was just the video, the second Resident Evil, like the game, yeah. uh, which was kind of cool to see. But then, like, the apocalypse starts in the third movie, and there's been, like, four movies since then. Like, five, I think there's five movies in total. I actually I actually thought there was more movies, too. I thought there was, like, seven, but I think there's five. I thought there was seven. I'm going to look this up. No, there's only five. And this is the sixth one, or this is the fifth one? This is the. I think this is the fifth one. There's six. Like, this is the sixth one. Oh, so this is six. Oh, so there's even there's one in there that I'm fucking missing. Did you just swear again? No. Nope. That sounded like that for. What'd you say? I said muffin. No. Nah. <laughs> all right. I, I don't believe you at all. Uh, we can swear a little bit today. No, Dan. Yeah. There's Resident Evil, Resident Evil Apocalypse, Resident Evil Extinction, which is when the which is like the apocalypse is happening then. Like Yeah. Uh Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident Evil Retribution, and then this last one, Resident Evil the Final Chapter. 
Okay, so I stopped watching after the third one. Yeah, I don't think I've seen. I don't know. I, I know I saw Extinction, and I and I feel like I've seen parts of. I, I feel like I watched another one that wasn't Extinction, <laughs> but I don't know which one it was. Um, yeah. I was actually considering going to see this one because, like, I'm, I'm I love going to movies and I'm jonesing to see a movie, but no, there's been nothing good in January. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll go and fight. Like, I was gonna go see Underworld because <laughs> just like, I just want to go see a damn movie, yeah. and then I'm like, nah, I won't go see that. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'm gonna see Resident Evil. And then I'm sitting there like, mm, <laughs> I really don't want to go. Also, I didn't. I don't think I saw Retribution because I'm looking at the cast list and it has like Michelle Rodriguez and people who died in the first movie. So I'm just like, so I definitely yeah. Watch that. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. The first movie is really good. Like it's probably one of the better video game movies out there. Uh, yeah, I agree with that actually. You had the good soundtrack by Marilyn Manson. That's true. That that Resident Evil One soundtrack is oh, it's really good. Oh, Leon Kennedy is in the fifth one, too. And Ada Wong. And Barry Burton. I definitely didn't watch any of these, that movie. I should watch that. No, not, someone's on board. <laughs> oh, man. When did but, the Resident Evil even come out, that movie? Oh, I was in high, I was in like grade 10. So I think like 2001, 2002. Yeah, I feel like it was like 99, like really, really early. What Two, is it? 2002. Oh, 2002. Oh, my God. Okay, there's six movies. <laughs> oh man, this this franchise has been out for 14 years. So, the, like 2002, that was before Resident Evil Four. Um, yeah, right. Wait, I think it was right around sometime. I think four. I played. In, I'm going by like high school grades because I, I and I think uh, Resident Evil Four. I, I was in like grade 12. Resident Evil Four came out in 2005. Oh yeah, so three years later. So. <laughs> This game, Resident Evil 7, like, yeah, it, they could have easily just taken off the 7 and just released as Resident Evil, and it would have been, like, a reimagining. It does, it is, like, different than the past ones, at least the first, like, three hours, because you're just, it's, the part of the reason why I didn't like Resident Evil 6, it was just so big in scale. It's, like, like, Hong Kong or, or some, uh, and, like, an Asian city basically is destroyed in it, Yeah, because um, they, like, just unleash zombies on it. And, like, this entire, like, there's a school in the United States that just says, like, zombies and the president dies and stuff. And I'm like, this it's so, like, big in scale. It's just, like, just calm down a little bit. Just kind of bring this back to, you know, mm-hmm. a smaller setting because you guys are just, it was just the scope in that movie or that game was just, like, too much. Like, Resident Evil 1, it's just, like, you're in a mansion. Resident Evil 2, like, yeah, it's the city, but you're mostly kind of in the police station. Yeah. You know, Resident Evil 4, you're just, like, you're Leon, you just gotta go rescue the president's daughter. Like the games have always kind of had this smaller sort of story, uh, with a bigger overarching of umbrella being a shitty evil yeah. company. Um so that's why I'm liking Resident Evil 7, because it's really just like you're just f- trying to find your wife. You just you got this video, uh, uh like an email from her, and mm. she's been dead for or missing for three years. You just go to this house and that's the game. Like so I was just going to say the current Resident Evil movie currently has a 72% liked by the audience and it's getting 41% on the Rotten Tomato meter. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the movies have to do well and for them to be for there to be like set or six of them, right? So I think yeah. it's always been like that like these cheesy like stupid shitty movies 
but it's just yeah. like they're just so dumb that everyone like I don't think Resident Evil fans are going to those movies. It's just like it's just it's just the dumb movie that you go see with your buddies, you know? Snakes on a plane, like there's there's always movies like this or Yeah. They're just they're just stupid. Like you don't you're not I don't I'd be I'd be surprised to find someone who really cares about the plot of all, of all six of these movies and like has been is interested to see what the final chapter is. Yeah, I have like zero interest. Yeah. The movie poster looks nice. Yeah. So, I yeah, so Resident Evil 7 is solid. Like it's it's I'm, I I love it. it it's a, such a good solid game. And in VR like <clears throat> obviously it doesn't uh, you know, it doesn't make up for the seven hundred dollar purchase, but playing VR is significantly like improved the game. Like it, it, it does make a difference. It does make it funner, uh, more immersive, more scary. Um, would you go out and buy a VR just for the Resident Evil Seven? God no. But you I, did. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I bought it as an early adopter. Like, if you're an early adopter of anything, um, then then you're gonna it's it's gonna be a waste of money. I bought the PlayStation Four and I played Knack. You know, uh, that's why I was kind of talking about, that's why I've, I've sort of come for full circle around with the Nintendo switch launch launch lineup. Cause I don't really care about the launch lineup anymore because I'm just like, what launch lineup has ever been, what, what launch lineup has ever come out? And you're like, these, all the games that are available day one, make this $400 purchase worth it. There's, um, there isn't a single one, even like probably the Wii U. The Wii U really? I think it had a solid lineup. It had a solid lineup, but you, I don't think you you drop four hundred dollars and say, "Okay, now I'm 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 happy with everything that I'm getting day one." Let's see. Has a two D Mario for sure. It had good games. Yeah, it had Super Mario. You um, actually was it really being that good? I can't remember. It was that good? Uh, I, I don't remember. I, I combined that one with the Wii one. Yeah, and I can't like I, I can't picture them apart. Like I don't know which ones were I don't know really which level worlds were in which one. Well, looking at what IGN has here, it's like Assassin's. It's all like remakes, right? Like Assassin's Creed, Batman, Flops. Like it's all all remake stuff. Yeah, and, I think that's why they kind of went with a different. I, I think they purposely made this launch lineup kind of not as great because. I wonder if like Mario Kart Eight would have been ready for launch. It's coming out like two months later. Like it's yeah. like how much more work do you need to be needs to be done on like a port of a Wii U game from yeah. four years ago? Um, but they're like, no, we need something in April for people to play. So let's launch yeah, this. Yeah, like, uh, there probably is no good launch lineup like ever. <laughs> Just thinking about it, it probably hasn't been. No, like there's no. these consoles are something you're going to be playing for four or five years. Like there's nothing you're like buying day one where you're just like, cool, this is worth it. This whole purchase. Maybe maybe the switch will be because it's like the Wii. uh, It's a switch plus Zelda. And that alone makes it kind of worth it. But you can get Zelda on Wii U though. Like it's not, Uh, I'm just saying it's the launch window or launch time title. It's pretty good. Yeah. No, I don't. I know a lot of people who are just, buying the switch just to play that game because they don't have a wii u right and i'm like well you know you can buy a wii u for cheaper and get the same game it's not two different games i was already looking into it no it's the same the same damn game just better graphic on the other one they didn't even say there's no like tablet sort of features on it 
on the nope. Wii U one because they they knew probably pretty early on that they were probably going to just re release like release it on their new console. Yeah. Um, probably when they start, like when they really got like halfway through development, they're like, okay, we use a bomb. Uh, this thing needs to be a launch game on on the Switch, so make sure yeah. you don't screw that up. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Because like Twilight Princess on Wii and GameCube were pretty different games, like to, to just based off the controller alone, right? Right. Um, still the same game in terms of the worlds and dungeons and items and all that shit. I don't think there was anything extra in it, but gameplay wise, there it was different. Right. Yeah, I don't think there's anything extra in it. No, I don't think so. I think they. I think just on GameCube they or on Wii they sort of mirrored it because uh, Link's like right handed in it. So. Right. But I'm pumped for Switch. Like I was so down. Like that cons or that that um, that announcement press conference thing. Still a shitty shitty conference. But I've certainly like just pondering it for the last month now. Um, I, I I'm just like yeah. It's you're going to have like they announced Splatoon two. They announced Arms. They announced One Two Switch. They announced, like Zelda is going to be there. Like. Yeah. There's games that are being worked on. They're all Japanese-centric games. E3 will show you the American games, or at least it better, uh, or else they're in trouble. But um, I'm solid. I just want to know more about the virtual console and all that shit. That's sort of what I'm interested in now. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I want to see the virtual console and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, and, and it needs to have a freaking trophy or achievement system or something, or else I'm going to be... I, I feel like they need to have like one more Nintendo Direct, but... They're probably like, nah, we're good. No, I, I agree with you. I feel like they they do need one, like in mid February, to just show yeah. off the UI and and sort of just like the kind of intricacies of the, of the system. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think they will. I think it'll just kind of show up in like press events and stuff like that. Like, I don't think anyone even knows about the parent features that they put into the game, uh, into the console. Like, there's a whole like parental thing that I found like off offside so to speak is like oh here's all this other stuff that this thing can do and i was like th- like i'm not a parent but that feature alone is pretty damn dope like especially if you like have kids and you want to make sure they don't play non-stop and all that stuff i was like wow this is an interesting feature why was it in the press conference it's like did they release like a video with bowser playing with his son or something yeah like that? yeah and I was like, "This is." They put all this time and effort into it. Yeah, they made I'm, like a unique video for it. Yeah, <laughs> just... they didn't even talk about it at the press conference. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, "What the hell? This is actually like it was really cool. Um, why it wasn't this featured at all? They even talked about it, but I don't know. That's why I think they need to do one more that just talks about these little features that like we know of, but yeah. give us some detail. But they're probably sitting there going, "Yeah, who gives a shit? We already we got." <laughs> We already sold all our uh, pre-orders. <laughs> We're good guys. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, yeah, that's exactly like, it. We did what we needed to do. Everyone bought the pre-orders, so we're good. Um, yeah, we'll let it happen. But like in my mind, I'm like, why would you let the fanboys um, be the ones that put out that information after this thing's released, right? Because like, as soon as they like, say there isn't no achievement system, and like the fans are talking about it, like yeah, there's no achievement system. Everyone's going to just start hating on it. But then, I guess if Nintendo addressed it earlier and said, "Hey, we don't have no achievements," and no one's going to sell pre-orders either. So yeah, it's like a weird, weird fence to be on for Nintendo right now. 
I feel like uh, if they had something, they would announce it. You know what I mean? If there was an achievement yeah. trophy system, uh, they would they would show you. They would be like, here you go. Here's the you get coins for doing different tasks and games, and it connects to your mic Nintendo account or some shit. Yeah, uh, and you can use it to to buy uh, Mitomo shit. Can you remember that game, Mitomo? Um, <laughs> but they actually did talk about the the mic the mic situation too. Yeah, I guess I guess it has like a uh, uh, the the court the I don't know what you call it the the port to have a microphone in it, right? Yeah, something like that. And they were also talking about the mobile app that you can use to use as your microphone as well for in-game stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, kind of makes sense, kind of. <laughs> so I I. Uh... Because last night I tweeted out, launch lineups are pretty irrelevant. You're going to own that system for four or five years and concerned about games you have on day one. Uh, and then someone tweeted back to me, that's what I thought buying Wii U, and looked what that got me. What do you, what, the Wii U has a, a solid lineup of games. It does. For Nintendo fans, the Wii U is like a solid system, but I would argue it's probably the the, crap, the, the like worst Nintendo system. No. Which one's worse? The Virtual Boy? Well, I mean, like, console, like, out of NES, SNES, uh, 64, GameCube, Wii, and Wii U. Wii U is the worst. I don't think so. No? I don't think any of their... If you're looking at just pure Nintendo uh, content, none of their systems are horrible. No, but... Other than... If you're going to rank them, there's a lot uh, more memorable games on Wii and, and GameCube. Yeah. And, and 64. But Wii U gave us Splatoon... Uh, the Wii U gave us Toad, Captain Toad. Um, the Wii U gave us... Dude, I, I, lo- I loved that game, but I think you're the only one who ever remembers Captain Toad. Captain Toad <laughs> is an awesome game, and I will defend that game forever. I don't care. Uh, I love that game. I, it was so much fun. But whatever. I know people... Who, I'm, I'm looking at your uh, post here. Oh, this guy, right? They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Jason Wilson here. He doesn't always talk about what uh, kind of sort of. Do I have to go down the Wii U lineup of how many dope games there are? I'm not. I'm not denying that there's good games. I'm just saying relative to other Nintendo consoles. It's let's it's, look at it. Let's, here, look. I'll do this really quick. All right. Smash Bros. Mario Kart. Okay, Mario Kart Eight wasn't great because of the battle mode, but still a solid game. We had Super Mario World 3D, which was dope. Super Mario Bros. U. How do, you, also- how do you rank Super Mario World versus Super Mario Galaxy, Sunshine, and 64? Mm, 64 is my number one game of all time, so it, it ranks low. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, the Mario Kart isn't as good as past Mario Karts. Smash Brothers was fine. I, I didn't really play that much. Yeah, but we're talking about, uh, like, this console. Like, we're talking about, we're talking about buying the Wii U and having games to play for it. Right, right, right. That's what we're talking about. And I've already just named five dope ones. Right? And then we got Splatoon, Pokemon Tournament, which not a lot of people played, Paper Mario Color Splash. Uh, I'm not going to mention Star Fox Zero because that was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that that will not get mentioned in my list. We got Yoshi Woolly World, Pikmin 3, um, Bayonetta 2, which was tight, Donkey Kong Country, uh, Toad. Like, I can keep going. Like, I know I'm probably missing something in there. Hyrule Warriors, like, come on. <coughs> and we're still going to get Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, I can keep going. 
Like that's a solid. That's a solid fifteen games right there. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Um, like, what else do you want for your Wii U? Like, that's fifteen games. That's that's pretty good. That's almost a game. Uh, that's like what three games a year for that console being out there. And that's all Nintendo products. Uh, that's the one thing, right? Like, yes, it's all. That's all Nintendo made uh, stuff. Yeah, you only after year one, you were only playing Nintendo and indie games on that system. Yes, you weren't playing any. Yeah, th- I, I will agree. I will agree to that. You were not playing anything else but cool Nintendo stuff. But you know what? As much as I, because I love trophies and all that stuff, I'm not. Even if there is a trophy system in Switch, mm-hmm. I'm not going to play. Uh, I'm not going to play like FIFA on Switch. I'm going to play it on PS4. Right, because I, I already have I have ten years of trophies. I have like over six thousand trophies. Like, why would I? Why would I go to Switch? Like, this is when I got the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I played Halo Five and and uh, um, Titanfall, and I, and I love those games. Um, mm-hmm. I played uh, Fortified, which is Tron developed. Uh, I was playing them, and honestly, in my head, I was like, I'm getting these achievements, but my yeah. achievement score is like four thousand. Right, and I was like, I'm like, my achievement score isn't even is smaller than the number of individual trophies I have. Like, why? So if if Switch comes out and just like, yo, you can get coins. This is this is like playing devil's advocate to my whole like point. Um, <laughs> if you can get coins and all this shit in Zelda, you, know, you beat the Water Temple, you get you get a coin. Good for you. Uh, I, I, I'm just so invested in the PlayStation ecosystem that I'm just kind of like, cool. That's all well and good. But yeah. so I need like I need some sort of overarching system that combines all three, which would never happen. It would be something that would happen. Someone someone would have to make that their own site like that, like that combines. Yeah. But I don't even know if you could if you'd be allowed to do that. Um, yeah, I, that would never happen. So as much as I say I want achievements, I want trophies, I want some sort of system. Um, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get third party games on Switch. I just, it's just to that point. Like it's just up to that point now that any third party game, if I was given Battlefield One on Xbox One for Christmas, I got it for a PS4 for Christmas. If I was given the Xbox One version, yeah, I'd probably return it and just get to trade in for the PS4 version. Yeah, uh, which is a shitty thing to say because it's a gift or whatever. You know what I mean? But it's, yeah. but it's just like that's just how much invested I am in the PlayStation ecosystem. I gotta pause for a second. Here. Yeah, sure. I don't know what's going to happen. Wait, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, Is that a phone call or? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm on the phone. Am I just editing this all out? Okay, I'll see you in a bit. It's just me. Uh, Yeah, I'll be there. You'll be there. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Well, no, you don't have to edit it out. You didn't hear anything. It's just my pen's on their way over to drop off my cat. So. Nice. Well, she was babysitting the cat. Yep, she likes to take the, the, like Pam owns Dita. She's the one who bought her. Oh, but I see. With me all the time. I see. So she's like, sometimes she's just like, I would like to have my cat for the weekend or a cat for a week. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You can have her. That's right. So she was having a a, a vacation with my cat, nice. her cat, our cat. Nice. That's the plus side of when you don't live with your girlfriend. <laughs> you have to have cat vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, on that note, just wrapping up, just wrapping up my point. Uh, yeah, wrap that there's point. so many people like me 
<laughs> there's the Nintendo hardcore. There's the Microsoft hardcore. There's PlayStation hardcore. I'm yeah. I'm certainly in the PlayStation hardcore with a little bit of dabbling in Nintendo. You're definitely the Nintendo hardcore. Yeah, and, I know dabbling in PlayStation. Yeah, and and but and the and the trick is to kind of get some of those people to come over, right? And I think Nintendo, like Nintendo's way of doing that was to have something unique. They did it with like they saw that with mm-hmm. GameCube. They're like, we can't just do what Microsoft and Sony are doing. So we got to yeah. do something unique. It worked with the Wii yeah. financially. Didn't work with the Wii U financially. Uh, Which is unfortunate because it is a good. It's, it is a solid system yeah. with a solid library of games. So especially now that the Wii U is like dead, this is like the perfect time to get a Wii U and grab all the games because it it has a good set of Nintendo games to get. Oh yeah, EB Games is probably over overflowing with used Wii U's right now. Yes. <laughs> With people for just, well, basically what I did, where you just like, take all my Wii U shit, I'm never going to hook this system up again. Yeah. I, I, I <clears throat> one, it's kind of just wrapping up everything, just one final thought. One thing that I've really kind of focused on now, everyone talks about their backlog, oh, I gotta get back to this game, I gotta get back to this game. I've just ignored yeah. my backlog. Like, if I move on from a game, so be it. I, I'm not going to like keep a game just because one day maybe I'm going to return to it. I only have so much time to play these games, so I'm not going to keep, uh, like, I have The Division right now. I'm probably never yeah. going to play The Division again. It's going to, I'm just going to trade it in eventually. And I, I haven't beaten it fully yet, but, you know, I'm just going to get rid of this backlog. So yeah. anyways, as much as I always want the achievement system, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to jump ship. I have too much PlayStation stock. I agree. So, uh, we're kind of we're kind of approaching an hour. So sorry, Ed, we we didn't talk about what you what you've been playing. Uh, I've honestly I've been playing nothing. Like I've just been busy on this game design test, so I've been kind of a little too busy playing nothing. Oh yeah, so you just messaged me the first Impact game. That's one of the games I missed. Uh, there, there's a few announcements that I missed over yeah, the week. Yeah, we'll put that on next week. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. All right, that's uh, that's podcast. Actually, we'll do tweet of the week. Uh, even though composing Dan is not here, he could still be tweet of the week. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but if you, but Brett, why don't you hype up your Twitter and stuff while I can find a tweet? Yeah, so homies, you can follow me on Twitter at Brett Meister, uh, Facebook if you want. I don't, no, don't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can actually find me on Facebook because I have my comedy page on Facebook. So I'm on Facebook, Twitter. I'm also on Instagram. You can follow me on my adventures on the stage. Um, then I got my podcast stuff. So it's the Brett Factor. It's also on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, iTunes, and Google Play, and SoundCloud. Everywhere. It's everywhere. So that's pretty much it. So follow me. And you can follow uh, Charning Indus on Twitter, on uh, YouTube as well. I'm trying to build up that YouTube. Um, go to the site, charningindus.com. There's a store. There's a Patreon. Patreon's got a free game this week, so you can check out your emails um, for that. Monument Failure, um, which actually I think we were supposed to talk about, and we didn't. So we'll do that next week. <laughs> um, yeah. Tweet of the Week. We always kind of do Composing Dan, because he always posts audio stuff that I never understand. Uh, it's always funny to just me. So him and Robbie Duguay, which is actually the composer behind um, a lot of games, but including Graceful Explosion Machine. Him and, uh, him and Dan were talking about it. So... He said, Dan said to him, I've used a bunch of the tape sims, the real real to real. So it's real as an R-E-A-L, then R-E-E-L, and then to real, R-E-E-L. 
The real reel-to-reel is so much better, especially when you kick it to the red. Beauty. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> audio stuff. <laughs> Those audio guys. Yeah, was, yeah, they're all the same. Uh, yes, and the Wii U has a solid game library for sure. So that's episode sixty-six. Okay. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube or iTunes as well. Uh, I should put it on the Google Play Store. I never did that. It's pretty straightforward since you probably have your stuff all set up. It, they did it like quicker than iTunes. Oh, really? There you go. I will so, I will do that up. I wonder if it'll go back six six episodes. That'd be really nice actually. Nah, check it out. Yeah, I don't know. Alright, anyways, till next time. Peace.